3: I think, it's great. I think we are weird. It's totally weird. That's I'm weird. not kidding. I think we're fucking weird. But I'm down. Hi, I'm Ashty. I'm Danielle. And I'm Alana. And we're Haim. We grew up in the San Fernando Valley, and we grew up playing music together. and we ended up writing music together and just playing every single venue in L.A. We had a band with our parents called Rockenheim. My mom played guitar, my dad played drums, and Esti played bass, and y'all played guitar, and then I played everything, played everything that I could hold because I was yeah. four years old. We also grew up thinking every family was a family band. Like, it wasn't until I was like 10 when I was like, oh, so when's your band practice with your parents? Because mine's, you know, tomorrow, and my friends would be like, we're going to the mall. I was like, cool, I'm going to go play Brown Eyed Girl with my parents. For an hour. All we did were covers of, you know, classic rock songs, but they let us do one, like, newer song at the time, and it was Whole Celebrity Skin, and SD took the lead. Mm-hmm. I sang lead. Oh, make me over! Down 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 all have our forte. I mean, Danielle is an amazing guitarist and an amazing drummer. Alana is an amazing piano player. Like, no one else in my family knows how to play bass, and I still maintain that to this day. I'm very adamant about that. I don't like when I see Danielle and Alana playing bass. I just want to be able to play for people. You know, I don't care if it's, like, trying to win them over or if they're there to see us or whatever. I just, I like... Making music for people and hopefully they'll like it. That's just something we've figured out about our band is we take our time in the studio and try to get it right. We did everything ourselves, you know. We played drums, played guitar. Yeah, we played all the instruments on the record. On the and record, and and we yeah. just kind of shut everyone out and just kind of experimented. And we weren't signed yet, and it was like brand new song from this girl band named Haim. Yeah, like, yeah. Hi, I we don't even think of our fans as fans, we think of our fans as friends. Esty gave out her phone number to our friends and she answers every single text message that comes her way. Why can't it be four oh. sisters? I mean, the Beatles made it work. They weren't siblings. Oh really, they just happen to all have the same last name. They're not related. And keep up just to you. we and we love you. We are Haim and we'll kick your ass. like a machine like if one part's missing it doesn't work.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's discography. We are more of that. I'm Josh, the SD of the group, and with me is
4: I'm Blake and I'm a Danielle. I am Matt and I am Alana, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> i'm logan i'm a brie larson
2: <laughs> by the way i don't understand that joke but maybe i will eventually as it goes on
1: i can explain it real quick
2: no 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 we'll, we'll <laughs> it get, to it. Uh, just get to it later get to it later. It's, 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 all right not, guys we'll it's not, not part
1: of the <laughs> My jokes just fall We're we're good it's <laughs> not gonna work <laughs>
0: There's a funnier die sketch on the internet where Brie Larson plays the fourth Heim sister that they don't want to let in the band. Ah,
2: uh, okay. So speaking of today, we're discussing Heim. And we're diving into our, our discographology of Heim and their first album, Days Are Gone. Uh, this was Blake's choice for uh, what band to do next after our previous series on Nirvana and our palate cleanser of Batman Forever. We hope you enjoyed that. Blake, do you want to give us some background on Heim?
0: Yes, thank you for asking. Um, I, 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 do, I do happen to have some prepared remarks on the band Heim. I yield you the floor. <laughs> thank you. So, Heim, stylized in all caps, is the band name of San Fernando Valley sisters Alana, Danielle, and Estee Heim. Much has been made over the correct way to pronounce this band name. It was a constant interview question early in their career, and they usually said Haim with two syllables, or sometimes even Haim, as I am usually going to say throughout this thing, but never Haim as in Kory. It is also...
2: <laughs> oh shit, I listened to the wrong band. I want it to be Corey. It's haim. not Haim.
0: And if, if anybody says Haim, I'll cut your mic. <laughs> haim is also the Hebrew word for life, as heard in the toast, La to life, but the band does not pronounce it in the traditional Hebrew style, which I will not attempt to do because I don't think I'm supposed to do that as a Gentile. (laughs) The Heim sisters grew up playing music with their parents and learning instruments practically as soon as their little fingers were able to grip a fret. Their first family band was called Rockenheim, that's all (laughs) one word, in which they mostly played classic rock covers with their mom and dad. That sounds uh, Circa 2005. It was rad. Trust me. There's a uh, reunion of Rockenheim video. Look it up. Circa 2005, when Danielle was 16 and Esty was 19, they joined manufactured girl pop band Valley Girls. Oh yeah. That's V-A-L-L-I, girls, and tore up the stage at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> it was not quite the Disney track to musical success, Miley Cyrus. But they did record the theme song to UPN's short lived Trolls, Trolls with a Z, cartoon. <laughs> and that song is called It's a Hair Thing, which I will play now.
5: Oh my gosh. Estee, look at her hair. It's like so pink. <laughs> I know. I love it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. grab your cell phone, you get your laptop, you're going. Have fun and shop, hang with good friends, for new ones.
0: Okay, you pretty much get it right. Wow. I have a new banger, guys, <laughs>
2: for my list. By the way, can I say uh, real, real quick note? I did look that up and was listening to it uh, earlier this week, and now my daughter loves that song and makes me play it for her. Oh my god! So, oh yeah.
0: my god! All right, go on. Do you ever do you ever catch her saying, "Oh my god, Esty, look at her hair, no. it's so big"? <laughs> um. Okay, where was? Uh, it's a hair thing. I highly, I highly recommend looking up that music video. I'll just say Danielle rocked sweet bangs and a flying V (laughs) while SD was sporting an OG 2005 emo mullet of sorts. Awesome. While the often goofy SD seemed right at home hamming it up with the Valley Girls, the more demure Danielle felt out of place in this glitter-soaked Y2K-era girl group. Uh, By the way, Valley Girls do not even have so much as a Wikipedia page. Both sisters pulled out of their contract as soon as was possible and then started once again writing songs as a family band, this time excluding mom and pop. They brought back in baby sister Alana. Somewhere between then and the release of their debut LP, Esty got a degree in ethnomusicology. I've even heard it's a PhD, though I haven't seen the paper. Danielle was recruited to play guitar and drums, for the likes of Jenny Lewis and Julian Casablancas oh. at some of their live shows. That's cool. I, I don't know how that was finagled. It's a weird fact I found out, but I just assume that if you live in LA, you, <laughs> you know get famous to do people stuff like and that. you get to do things. <laughs> yeah, you get to do stuff that we uh, Midwesterners could only dream to... about.
2: You know what else you get to do? Right. Cocaine.
0: <laughs> um, okay, well, <laughs> in 2012 in 2012 Heim released their first EP Forever and that record's release party marked the official debut of token male drummer Dash Hutton
6: son of
0: Three Dog Nights Danny Hutton wow for a while he played drums for them live uh, while Danielle tends to drum on the recordings she also sings lead vocals plays guitars and keys you can possibly glimpse Dash in the if i could change your mind video i think that's him at least but uh, blink and you'll miss him as for the others st plays bass uh alana plays guitar and keys and they all sing things soon after that blew up for heim they released their first lp days are gone in 2013 they signed to jay-z's rock nation management group and they opened for some shows on taylor swift's 1989 tour in 2015, Heim received their first and only Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. They lost to, can anyone guess it?
2: Taylor Swift? Esperanza Spaulding?
0: <laughs> Taylor Swift was not a new artist in 2015, but good Oh, sorry. Good try. <laughs> um, they lost to Megan Trainor, who I will never ever forgive. All right, so a little background on Days Are Gone. It was released September 27th, 2013. By Polydor Records, uh, a subsidiary of UMI, the number one song on that day was "Wrecking Ball" by Miley Cyrus. Oh, it's a bop. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting look back at uh, <laughs> <laughs> music history. Um, it's funny how all every time we do one of these, it's like uh, it's like some diva type, yeah. like a female pop vocalist soloist right. who has the the hit single on the day right mm-hmm.
2: that's just what it's so far there was a yeah. there
0: was a whitney and a uh mariah carey maybe and a mariah carey that's right pitchfork in 2014 called it one of the 100 best albums of the decade so far it spawned six singles uh they are forever don't save me falling the wire if i could change your mind and my song five before the LP, uh, I mentioned they they first released an EP called Forever, based around that single Forever. That was in 2012, featured that song and two or three others, depending on the version that you have. Uh, Days are Gone received generally positive criticism. AV Club gave it an A minus. Pitchfork gave it an 8.3. Stereo Gum said on their debut album, Heim brings Stevie Nicks float, Michael Jackson glide, and Debbie Gibson twinkle. they're not indie but if they were
1: twinkle they're
0: they're not indie but if they were indie would be lucky to have them i just like that quote for some reason nice uh the album entered billboard entered the billboard 200 at number six uh in the uk where everything good is infinitely more popular it debuted at number one (laughs) on their albums chart uh the album was produced by several people the heim sisters themselves along with uh james ford an English producer who's worked with Arctic Monkeys, Depeche Mode, and many, many other good ones. A Swedish producer named Ludvig Gorenson. Uh, he's also a film and TV composer. He has a Grammy for Black Panther, and he's often worked with Childish, childish Gambino. Yep. Yet another producer, Ariel Rektshade. I'm not going to say this name right ever. Uh, he's an American record producer who's worked with everyone from Vampire Weekend to Madonna He was reportedly in a relationship with Danielle Heim in 2017. I don't know anything else about that. So don't ask me. Uh, There's always a Swede
4: in the mix, isn't there?
0: (laughs) There is always a Swede. Uh, And I think think great records are are better for it. I'm I'm looking at you, Ghost. They're all Swedes, but you know. Uh, So it's kind of interesting to see us getting into the era now of the multiple producer record. The record that's produced in various studios around the country or around the world, depending on the song versus the sort of Nirvana uh, method that we have talked about with the singular producer with a singular vision and, and one studio session such as the legendary one at Pachyderm with Steve Albini. Um, this is more, not that they don't do that anymore, but this is uh, an example of, of a record with uh, a group of producers not necessarily all recorded at the same session, but still, in my opinion, comes together quite nicely. I could I couldn't for the life of me find where this all was recorded. I think it was probably mostly recorded in L.A. One of the studios might have been called Vox, uh, hmm. but yeah, I mean they're 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 L.A. people. Vox, I think, is in L.A. I mean,
2: why would you leave L.A. to record unless you wanted? What I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's.
0: The only reason to leave L.A. would be to go to New York, the only other city in America. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's my background. I'm ready to dive into these tracks if anyone well, else Do You, you want to talk
2: about our relationship with this album? Oh, and yeah, yeah. how we listened. So, in
0: 2013, I uh, was, was turned on to this record when it was new. I think probably by my wife, who gets me into, let's face it, 75% of the music I like. And... It was my most, probably my most played album of that year. It's like the only thing from that year that I remember listening to. Practically, it was on nonstop rotation. I loved it, um, and I couldn't wait to hear more from them. Um, I I loved revisiting it as well. Um, what even what I format think, uh, did you
2: uh, own it on at the time? Oh, or how did you listen it, to it? Uh,
0: I think in twenty thirteen I had. I had already stopped purchasing CDs. Um, so I was just streaming it off of um probably iTunes or Apple Music. Um, so this I I didn't have a vinyl of that of this record until more more recently. Very recently, I think. Uh but yeah, mostly this is the, the age of MP three and all that.
2: Uh is vi- is but, vinyl man, how you listen to it this time?
0: Honestly, no, I, I I spun the vinyl for this several weeks back. The wife and I listened to all like the whole Heim discography on vinyl because we have it all now. But preparing for this, like I was like, I'm I'm in too much of a hurry. I don't have time to to sit uh, sit wax down on a platter and spin it. I I gotta put in my earbuds and get to work.
1: You don't have time uh, to Heim. <laughs> I heim mean, time. there's
0: always time to Heim. But I listened to it in my car a bunch. Uh, yeah, a car car speakers, earbuds, uh, there's no wrong way to listen to this, really. My history with this record goes all the way back to its release. It was, it was kind of love It first, hear.
2: Well, I will say, uh, similar to Blake, I also listened to it a little bit when it came out. I, I heard it because it was sort of on everyone's year-end list of best albums of 2013, and so... While I didn't own an actual copy, I did have like a burned copy of it um, because I'm one of those people that has burned CDs (laughs) and uh, also had like an MP3 CD of it. So I remember listening to it in the car and, and, you know, you said six of the songs were singles and I would say those are the ones I was more familiar with. Probably half of this album I was very familiar with before I listened to it this go around. But then the other half, I pretty much had never listened to like <laughs> anytime I put this album on that year, when it came out, I would listen to, you know, forever falling, um, my song five, yeah. if it could change your mind. And then I'd be like, okay, that's it enough time for now. Um, this go,
0: it's funny that there are 11 tracks. Uh, so more, more singles than non-singles. Right. Uh,
2: <laughs> and, and so this go around, I actually listened to it on Spotify pretty much because, uh, it was just easier to do it that way, and listened to it quite a bit on Spotify, and got to know those other songs as well. So I would say I'm probably not as much of a fan as Blake is of this band at all, but at the same time, I I had a pretty good familiarity with them. I feel like uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, what did you? What was your history with Heim, and, and how did you listen this time?
4: Well, I, I will say, in in 2013, I was working in California, and Uh, hearing top 40 country radio all day every day for 60 (laughs) hours a week so I I did not catch uh this record at at that time um I had not listened to this record uh I had heard a few of these songs Blake I, I know you had um played at least one you know at a at a practice and Josh you had uh played a couple for me um as well but um had heard of them through you guys basically and you know was really the the first time through the full record for me i listened uh mainly through uh through headphones um you know working or or uh, or doing other things driving around in the car and um you know really got into it. it it's it's a very it's a record that i think is both very dense but everything that is all of the elements sound sparse which i thought was a really interesting um interesting mix uh you know and we'll uh we'll get into e- each song he- here in a bit but uh, i i was uh pleased with how much i liked it nope oh.
1: i uh have no connection to this album whatsoever uh never listened to a heim album until now so i will uh admit that I assumed a few things because I had heard of them and knew some folks that dig on, you know, dig on them. And, but I guess I thought it was going to be more like garage bandish. And I also thought that the Heim sisters named the band in tribute to Corey Haim, like figuring that it must've been like, (laughs) damn it. Fans or, you know, had crushes on them or something, but you know, I'm dumb and usually wrong, usually wrong about things. So, uh, that was not surprised there. Um, I listen just to uh, on YouTube music. I don't own it on vinyl or anything. Um, so I just pretty much streamed it on studio speakers, headphones, uh, just pretty much whenever I could. Cool.
2: All right. Nice. We're ready to dive in, Blake?
0: Okay. So track one, Falling. But nothing's
5: gonna wake me now Cause I'm a slave to the savage enough I'll never look back, never give up if it gets rough, And I can feel the eyes are watching us so
0: close Falling was the third single from the album. It does have a music video. In an interview, the sisters called it sort of a cheerleader song for ourselves, like a uh, pump yourself up song, and anthemic type thing. I honestly don't have a whole lot of, uh, of, of background on a lot of these Things like we did on Nirvana because they they don't have a a long history and, you know, urban legend and all the sort of baggage that uh, that sort of band comes with. So it's mostly going to be opinion stuff. What I know is I fucking love when that bass and that beat slap (laughs) in on verse two. Oh, man. Those first few slap notes that SD does on the second. Like all the elements are gradually added beginning of the song the, the the album and the song starts with just quiet and just like a delayed drum sample then vocals you know guitar bass things are slowly added The the, the first falling chorus uh kind of drops down and it's kind of quiet and then first two that slap bass and that the beat just snap into place mm-hmm. and it sounds the groove is 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 to die for
2: i i've I dig it, man. I feel like this uh, episode might be the episode where Blake starts to hate me because I, I feel like I'm going to be more oh, critical God. of this than
0: you well, are. Let me. I'll say, look, look, not not everything is just going to be gushing praise. Okay, okay. It's not my it's not my favorite or anything, but I I so I. Would be lying I'll, if I said I'll start I with what I,
2: I think of the positives because uh, I do actually. I, I overall I like this song quite a bit. Um, you're right. The bass on this song is is top notch. The, the all the slapping, but also just I like how Esty's part is very like. I don't know if Matt said sparse earlier, and I also thought sparse, but like it kind of follows the vocal melody. Like when the vocal melody is singing something, the bass is going, and then it kind of stops intermittently. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, And then I I don't know if we're talking about the same part, Blake, but in the after the second chorus, when it the line the into the fire feeling higher than the truth part kicks in, and it like here it goes, you got it.
0: I love that bell thing. That yes, that that's bells. the part
2: in private. That when that kicks in, I think that is is awesome. Um, now, I I do want to point out there are a couple of trends that this song though starts on this album that annoy the shit out of me. Oh okay. no, okay. <laughs> and the first one is saying the name of the song in an infinite amount of times as a hook. <laughs> um, and I know that's kind of the point, right? A hook you. You, it's an earworm, and this whole album is, is just earworms and hooks over and over. But there's something that starts to grate on me where they just repeat the name of the, the song a bunch of times. And this one might be the worst offender. And so to keep track of it, I actually counted how many times oh, in each song <laughs> they said the title. And this one, they said Falling, if I counted correctly, 59 times. Oh, my God. <laughs> it never stops, and it, it starts to grate on me. The other thing that really grates on me that they do on this album a lot is they end phrases oh with this hi-hat drum pad thing. So many songs end a phrase with the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it's it's over. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The, like, drum pad hi-hat Thing that they, um I'll, I'll maybe I'll pull a sample and send it to you. But it, 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 yeah. it, they do it so many times on this album where the end of a a phrase has that hi hat drum pad thing, and it starts to grate on me as well. But there's
0: a lot of drum samples on this, uh, yeah. I, as opposed to their their later albums. I, but but yeah, I, I think, I, I but I will
2: mean. say overall, I, I do like this song. Um, also, one other thing I want to do before we throw it over to Matt and see what how he feels about falling. Um, I did kind of do synopsis of each of the music videos, if that's okay, Blake.
0: Nice, yeah, good. So I this didn't.
2: single, uh, the music video, uh, I have our trio of Heim. Find them. I by the way, I assume Heim is a plural, um, like a group of Heim sisters is a group of Heim. Is that? I like sure, to uh, refer uh, to
1: them as. Uh, I like to refer to them as Heim sissies.
2: I love my sissies. Okay, our trio of Heim sissies. <laughs> find themselves (laughs) stranded in the wilderness in this video and so while they're in the wilderness they must create bows crack coconuts and catch fish barehanded all while wearing jackets personalized with their names on the back at the end they get in a car at night and drive away showing this was just a normal day for those crazy heim sisters and there is also some dancing so that is my synopsis of this video (laughs) uh matt how do you feel about falling falling Falling. well
4: i've got a Falling. couple of notes here blake my 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 second note is that baseline though because you're exactly uh, right mm-hmm. uh that that slide down to those uh those first couple of slap notes that Boom. that's that's when you know it's uh when you know it's on uh, you know when i when i put this on for the first time um you know it was a brand new record to me uh maybe had heard this song before, but wasn't, wasn't sure. Hadn't heard it enough to know. And, uh, you know, was, was kind of bop, bopping my head along. Like I, I liked the, uh, the delayed drums definitely, you know, kind of setting a vibe. And, uh, the first thing that really made me perk up was that vocal double on, I know, uh, with, with the, the echo or, or the reverb that, you know, that, that really yeah. came off well. And then right afterwards that bass line comes in, um, I, I see in in other uh, in other notes and, and I've you know in, in reviews that uh, people people other than me are are making a a, a Michael Jackson comparison. I I hear a lot yeah. of Michael Jackson uh, vocal stylings in this, and I think this I is kind too. of a, um, you know the the, the first uh, example of that. I take your point josh on on repeating uh the the line, but it it hasn't uh it hasn't started to bother me yet i I guess uh, I don't know that it will uh we'll have to see but um, but but i'm I'm gonna give this one a pass because it it, it just this whole song <laughs> and this whole record for the most part really just goes so hard, and I am on board. I, I'm sorry, I, I just I almost forgot that Brian Eno uh, uh, talking head synth part uh, that uh, that that's towards the end. I don't have a time code for it, but I, I love how they just kind of keep building. this. start real sparse, um, and then and then climax with those those tasty licks uh, that, <laughs> that Danielle's playing. But but go ahead, Logan. I... Uh,
1: the very first thing that I, I wrote was the bass line is super sweet. Uh, I really dig that uh the song is pretty much bathing in 80s nostalgia and nuance uh similarly to how like m83's saturday's equal youth album channels that kind of 80s throwback (laughs) um you know i like the the upbeat positive lyrics uh i think this is a nice introduction to the album and the themes of kind of moving forward versus living in the past that I feel like kind of resonate in the album. Um, I dig the production. I I just sounds really smooth but open. Like uh, the echoes of the vocals and the reverb and the drums really create a vast sounding space. Uh, The subtle guitar funk adds a lot. Um, I think the keyboard really ices the cake. And uh, my favorite line is, "And you know, if it gets rough, then it's time to get rough." Um, Drums are yes are very thunderous, and uh, I like that. And it's just way more dancy than I was prepared for. Um, just so I thought it was, I thought it was really good.
2: It's that Corey Heyman. If it gets
1: rough, it's time to get rough. Sounds
0: like a Michael Jackson lyric, kinda in a way.
4: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. I, I think the other standout line uh, that, that caught me was uh, the "Into the Fire" feeling higher than the truth, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. more kind of R and B vocals with uh, you know how how she she lands on on truth. I, I was watching some live performances and they actually do, um, some kind of doubled drums, uh, and yeah, he's saw playing that. on, on some, some toms that, uh, that really kind of yeah. beef it up when, uh, when it's, when they're really laying the beat down. <clears throat> yeah. That was a really, really can cool I describe
0: thing. the, the, the drum situation when I saw them live, break it down for it. So they have a, uh, a, a full, a regular drum set with it, with a drummer and uh, like a, just some dude, I don't know. I don't know if it was the son of Three Dog Night or, or not. <laughs> uh, uh, on a few occasions, Danielle would, would go back there and drum. Uh, she's a drummer. They also had like three min- mini stand-up sets and would, at one point, all three sisters were each playing their own stand-up kit yeah. in this insane drum jam. It was just, it was fucking wild, y'all. That, that's I, all I. Can I say totally believe to that because
2: if there's one thing this record taught me, it's that they love percussion. Yes. Percussion is on like there's so many different types of percussion on all these songs. They and yeah. that, do you
1: think that comes through because of Esty's schooling? Do you think that she gets a lot of that from? Would you say <laughs> that she? She hmm. got a degree in eth- eth- ethnomus- ethnomusicology. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think she had to listen to like, or like she listened to a lot of like, maybe like Brazilian music, or I think she had a f- some uh, area of focus uh, that she studied. I have no clue. And I think that uh, that could
0: play into... Maybe she just studied drum drum circles from around the world.
4: <laughs> Los Angeles, of course, being the capital of drum circles. <laughs> Coachella, yeah.
0: Okay, um, I will move on to track two, Forever.
5: But I'm trying to get your attention, I need you to know that. Hey, hey, you, you make the scene? I know, I know, I know you ain't the one to play the game. Now, I know, I'm gonna go your way. If you go, well, now I know. I know, I know, I know. To Together we suffer and in I'll say see,
0: try, I. No, I believe... Forever was the debut single of the record. Of course, it was also the title track of their debut EP, which came first. Um, it's got a video too. Uh, they said it started as a more down tempo, like a uh, half beat thing, and they nearly threw it away uh, before it was invigorated with the help of producer. Uh, Our favorite Swede, uh, Ludvig Goransson, and sped up into what they called a party jam. I read that this this song draws from the 1979 cult film The Warriors, and I have no idea what that means. Does anyone else know what that (laughs) might mean?
4: I've seen The Warriors. I'm I'm looking over the the lyrics now. I'll 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 see what see if I can figure it out. I had not made that connection. uh, Uh, Tired of fighting a good fight.
1: Maybe that's yeah. you know about all the you know the rival gang fighting. They're playing off that Maybe. angle or something, or possibly I don't know. I'm I'm more of a Streets of Fire guy.
0: <laughs> um, so what I think about this track, uh, what immediately comes to mind is that I love the staccato guitars, and the song makes me want to be starting something. You feel me? And I realize that a lot of other people have also said yes. that. <laughs> But I, I independently had that thought. The, the very first time I heard this song, I, I was like, oh, these are guitars straight off a of thriller. They sound fucking great, though. Um, I've heard this song played in clothing stores, and I thought it was a great soundtrack to me <laughs> trying on cardigans and shit. But in all seriousness, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty good, man.
2: I, I agree, Blake, on the, well, and I think other people point this out. I first was like, oh, man, the, the hand claps are really good. I really love that bridge. The whole bridge build up into the hand claps breakdown is really good. And then I read online, somebody said the hand claps are very reminiscent of uh, want to <laughs> be starting something. Yeah. By the way, I think that's totally fine because I, I love that song as well and the hand clap yeah. part. So I, I like all of that. I like, I mean, Matt said it was d- a dense record and it's coming to mind when we try to identify these parts we like, we're all like, oh, this one thing, but it's hard to pick that thing out unless you really are listening because it's just, there's so right. much going on. Cause I was going to say that the background on the hand claps breakdown, there's like a voice in the back kind of doing an, an, uh, thing. Do you may know what I'm talking about? You can kind of hear yeah. like, a, uh, I don't know in the back. It's kind of interesting. Um, and then I, I, I also really like the like frantic guitar strum. I don't know if frantic is the right word, but it's almost like the just that really fast strumming over c- how it contrasts with the sort of sparse verse parts where it's just mainly kind of drum and bass. I think that's a good dynamic yeah. difference there. I do want to say uh, the negatives here for me. Our title count is only 12, so we went from 59 times in the first song to only 12. They only say forever 12 times. I think that's a good oh, amount.
0: Well, then it's That's sucks. a
2: good amount. That's a good amount of times, all right? That doesn't bug me. Um, I will, in my in my mind, though, when I think about this album, for some reason, these t- first two tracks run together. Like, I just have a hard time I've, thinking about them I separately. I feel that, too. Like falling in Forever are like a one piece to me. <laughs> Uh, It's hard to separate them. So, yeah, I I mean, I like it, but it's hard to say, like, do I like it better than falling? Uh, I don't know. I probably like it better than falling.
0: I feel like they're nearly the same BPM.
2: Yeah, they are. Uh, Real quick before we go over to Matt. uh, So video breakdown. Um, I have in this installment of Heim TV, we find the sisters (laughs) riding bikes intercut with home movie footage, band performance in a living room, motorcycle tricks, and lip syncing in a hair salon and there is also more dancing. Uh Matt, what do you think about Forever? Of course
4: there's dancing. It's a uh it's a yeah. very danceable beat. Um I I like this song. I I do not like it as much as Falling. Um I I take your uh take your point that that it does kind of run together. Um I feel like it for me it's uh, it's not less than some of its parts, but it's certainly not, uh, not greater than um, I, I like individual elements. I think that that first beat is, is good. Uh, whatever that, um, that little castanet or, or clap that they're hitting on on the fours uh, sounds really good. The uh, Blake, you played that clip, the, the snare tone and the, and just the, the break that they do into that first chorus. Uh, I really, really like, I think that works very well. And I am just a big sucker for, uh, palm muted guitar, uh, buildups. I'm, I'm less enamored with the hand clap part than I think you, you guys are, but, but that's probably just a, uh, just, just a personal preference thing. Um, it's a bit of a step down i think for me but uh but, but i'm i'm still listening i'm still wanting more of that <laughs> logan how much do you want
1: um so i i look at it as that this song builds on the previous one but makes it better almost in every way like i think it picks right up where the other one was heading but somehow this one is more of an earworm for me. Um, I really dig Danielle's or Alana's guitar tones on this. Um, I love the build-up to the vocals. Everything sounds great, honestly, to me. Um, but that bass line again, I think Estee's just killing the bass line. I think it's 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 even better than on falling. Um I really like the offbeat. Uh, like strums of the guitar, and I can't really tell if it's a keyboard that goes into that off beat s- strum of the guitar and it, it seems like it's it goes right into it, or if it's just the guitar the entire time. It's probably just the guitar. Um, it's
0: uh, uh there are inst- instrumentals on uh, you can find them on YouTube, uh, which is amazing. I highly recommend listening. Uh, somebody put up the instrumentals from the album, and it actually is a guitar tone that sounds like a keyboard, um, and it goes straight into those up up strums with with I believe the same tone. It's just okay a unique because I
1: thought it was sounded like a keyboard at first, but um, yeah, I, so did I. I really like this song uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, so I to me it just like okay it 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 upped the ante for me. So so far so good. I concur with that. I I I think
0: maybe it's a step up from falling as far as getting excited. Getting excited about the record.
1: I didn't think about uh, the Michael Jackson thing. I didn't really. Oh, really? No. Do you hear it I though?
2: Didn't... The the Mama say Mama said apples. Mama say Yeah, I, can, yeah. Of, uh, uh. I, can kinda, I yeah. I can kind
1: of I can kind of hear that. Um, but it's not something that like 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 you guys said. I think if you you know analyze it really really you know a whole lot then you can somewhat isn't some pointed out, out that, to you yeah yeah like but i wasn't thinking about michael jackson at all when i was <laughs> listening to this song like so uh
0: <laughs> it's, it's just a combo of like you know danielle's style of doing like these clipped uh clipped breathy vocals and then those staccato guitars uh are so similar to the the, the guitar and want to be starting something and in, in particular a lot of people have commented on it but
1: so is alana i don't
0: think it's a knockoff or anything
1: is alana doing the like kind of the funkier kind of parts oh i i have no idea it's one of them and
0: i have no idea who who did what i'm not sure if uh if we'll ever know
4: from what i've seen live i think danielle's doing most of that that kind of staccato palm muted uh part and alana might do the the more open corded um high higher part I think Danielle usually plays leads
6: Hmm
0: Okay To further up the Annie Well I won't say that That's a That's a judgment call Track three The Wire Gotta keep the devil and Down in the hole guys
5: A reason <laughs> For the way it turned out to be I didn't go And try to change my mind And not intentionally I know it's hard to keep you see it But I can't bear to stay And I just know I know I know I know That you're gonna be okay anyway Oh
0: And uh, yes, Matt. Uh, since I very first heard the song, I could uh, I could never not connect it to one of my favorite TV shows of all time,
2: Breaking Bad of the
0: same name. <laughs> That's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Better Call Saul. <laughs> um, the Wire was the fourth single from the record. It's got a it's got a fun and funny video, I believe, with one of the dudes from the Lonely Island. Yes, maybe? do you want me to
2: read my synopsis um, right now?
0: Um, I'll uh, I'll let you get to it. Okay.
2: Okay. Just wait a second.
0: Just wait a second. I did want to say, um, on your last one, of course it features dancing. It's a Heim video. They all have
2: dancing. Uh, I'm not sure. uh, Okay. Go ahead.
0: This may be the only one without dancing. Uh, we'll we'll hear from Josh later on that this song stands out because for the first time on the record, Alana and Esty get a chance to also sing leads. Um, It is one of their oldest songs, or was at the time this album came out. They said they wrote it in 2008. Wow. And they had tried recording it over 10 times before, and it was painstaking to get this version on the record. Uh, But somehow they did it. Uh, It was number six on Pitchfork's top 100 tracks of 2013 list, and number 91 on their 200 best songs of the 2010s. It was number sixteen on Rolling Stone's one hundred best songs of twenty thirteen. They performed it on SNL the first time they were on SNL. This song uh, was one of the first songs that got me into the band. I think the TV show helped, but also I just think the song really slaps. It, uh, it's, it it's more like a it sounds more like a rock band, of course, than the first two songs did. It's, I I can't even explain the the catchiness. Um, uh I, I really love the guitars and, and that swing swing beat. Uh I I always thought the uh vocal harmonies sounded like uh Shania Twain harmonies. Hmm, you can I could never I can never kinda of get that out of my head. And it turns out they are very uh influenced by Shania Twain and many other nineties uh favorites. They even uh did some covers of Shania Twain you can look up on YouTube. Really? Yeah, it's uh, like that. Don't impress me much. Okay. It's uh, it's an interesting. Uh, uh, it's
4: interesting. I'm going right to imagine,
0: that. <laughs> imagine, imagine uh, Esty uh, uh, going. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, mm, uh. I I I have to play. Did, did everyone else catch that? Um, all, all the sisters get a chance at singing yes. on this one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I I w I wanna play that part if I could, cause I just think it's so fucking fun on verse two.
2: Do it.
5: I wanna hear react to what I did, but it came naturally, and I give it up away, just so I could say that. Well I know I know I know I know that you're gonna be okay. Well I try to keep myself together after all the opportunities of trying to stay true to you and try to I know that you're
0: gonna be okay anyway of course that uh, contained in that is probably my favorite portion of the song which is
2: <laughs> I'm glad you clipped just that hey
6: <laughs> maybe the uh,
0: maybe the best fucking drum fill I've heard in a long time uh, <laughs> God God loves a double kick um hide that in our album somewhere. Yeah, that <laughs> I I've, I've talked about this enough. Go ahead.
2: I I uh, throw I kind of threw a couple more facts out there. This is the one with the most Spotify plays. So, first off, this of okay. all the songs on the album, this is the one people listen to the most at least on Spotify. And also, uh, NPR called it the 93rd greatest song by a fema female or non-binary artist in the 21st century. So, uh, pretty pretty well regarded. Interesting. Um I I, I mean, I like the song it's it, the nice thing about it is it it ha, it's very distinctive from the first two like this doesn't run into those even though it's equally as poppy and earwormy as the first two. it just but it doesn't necessarily sound like how the first two sounded similar. It has more of an organic feel, I think with more like live instrumentation. I know there's still overdubs of, of a lot of other things, but it just it's the one that I, it's the first one I could hear and be like, yeah, I could see a three piece band playing this song, you know, and it's sounding good, like how it sounds on mm-hmm. the um, um That being said, I do like a couple of the more production elements. I like the I know, I know, I know that kind of pitches down on Daniel's voice as it goes. And I also like that bass synth that's on the chorus, you know, that kind of climbs up the end of the choruses where it does a do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, yeah. Especially how it ends the song with the do-do-do-do-do-do and it cuts off. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing I, I think that's good to note on this is overall, I think the strength of this album in a lot of ways is uh, the hookiness and the sort of. Uh, prowess that they have at writing these vocal melodies that are really catchy. And I feel like this song sort of exemplifies that in that the, the verse is basically just kind of one note for most of it. You know, it's just that da And then they're, like, creating this really cool melody over that. I know it changes eventually, like it kind of walks down. But just how most of the verse is just that one kind of note on bass with the guitar, and then they're able to kind of weave this like nice melody over the top of it. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of a a, a points to it. Yeah. So title count, 13. They say The Wire 13 times. Hey, that's a good number. It's not 59, so I'm okay with it. And uh, so here's my breakdown of the video. Uh, This one has a storyline. Each segment of the video (laughs) features a different Heim breaking up with their boyfriends. First, Danielle breaks up with Jorma Takomi from... Lonely Island at a restaurant. Then Alana shuns a bartender and finally Esty tells off a spurned lover with another man on her arm. The men all cry for a (laughs) while and then they come to a Heim concert at the end where they're turned down again. There is no dancing in this video, Blake. They don't dance.
0: Wait, do they, do they walk?
2: I don't even think they walk. I, the only time that you're seeing them when they're not acting is when they're on stage playing the song.
0: This comes into play in, in later Heim videos, yeah. but uh, they get a lot of they get a lot of YouTube comments now that say like my favorite Heim video is the one where they're walking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're gonna have to uh, be so more specific. I, I I do I do like this one, but uh, yeah, I mean I, I heard this one a lot. This is the one I was probably most familiar with because it was their big single in 2013. I feel like uh, more so than Forever and Falling even, um, and so it's kind of hard to judge it a little bit, but I. I i do have to say that this one i don't know i probably prefer falling to this but or i mean sorry forever but i i may like this one better than falling for sure but that that's my thoughts on it uh matt what do you think uh i'm surprised this hasn't
4: come up yet and maybe i'm the only one who thinks this uh is that a an
2: eagle's sample (laughs) i thought the same thing but i wanted to save that for you the very beginning Uh,
4: the very beginning, I could swear it's the uh, it's Heartache the drums tonight. from uh, Heartache Tonight. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh fuck! Hundred percent. Yeah, I never caught that. It, if it's not that, then it's you know it, it's an homage because it is so. Uh, so spot on to it. Um, this song is great. It's a great pop song. Um, I don't exactly know why I, I feel like I feel confident in saying this, but hearing it and now know it it sounds like a song that a young band, it sounds like a song that a band would write as like one of the first songs that they write. Yeah. And it it doesn't surprise me that it, it took them, a lot to to kind of perfect exactly the the way they wanted it to sound because you know uh, the, the chords are relatively simple it's just kind of a one four five um, pr- uh, progression but it, it's got so many little elements that. That really work, uh, Josh. You mentioned the uh, the the kind of synth bass uh, end of the phrase. Um, I like the little arpeggio that that gets thrown in. Something about eventually they, she does a little do 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 that that just is so in the pocket and and works so well. It's it's got those bell synths. That I like as well. It's got that great kind of you know not flashy but really soulful and 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 fits well uh, solo. Uh, the 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 tone. Um, I, I like how the the guitar tone is very organic, kind of contrasted against all of the uh, you know all of the more sampled or or, or electronic elements. I think this really works uh, for me. I like it better than forever, and and it's right up there uh, with, with falling for me. Uh-oh. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> this song at first I'm going to be honest was not doing it for me. Um the beginning sounds so I don't know uh too I said too classic rock or jock jammy. Much it almost sounds like Gary Glitter Glitter's <laughs> rock and roll part 2. You know the da 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 da. Hey da da da. Like the beat at the beginning um I think things start to get better by the pre-chorus or the chorus. And I, I'll admit, I came around to it a little bit later after a few more listens. I like the synth keys. Uh, you know, I like the keyboard parts. It still has some lyrical image th- imagery that I don't really care for. It's just like... When I hear this song, I I just imagine lyrically this is about a relationship being compared to some kind of sporting event or competition. Maybe like I just keep thinking of like <laughs> Gary Glitter, Gary Glitter, or the Mighty Ducks, and I'll I'll let the song skate by though. But I don't know. Fumbled it, bro. I just I that bo- I just don't like in a. I don't like that line. The and I fumbled it when I came down to, to the. I just I don't know. It hits me in a way where I'm just like ugh ugh ugh
0: should have been a football themed video. <laughs> well, I
1: just I feel like it's hey. it's a I don't it's just very I don't know what it is about it. Um there it's just not uh my cup of tea, I think. I don't know. It's it's not too bad. It's not I like I said I came around to it more after a few more listens, but uh still sometimes at the beginning I just kind of cringe. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Give it 93 more listens. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do want to say okay, one, one,
2: one thing before we move on to the next one, which is The Wire did mistakenly make me think that Heim was a band where every one of them sang lead on a song. Like, because <laughs> like, I yeah. I think I just was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, there's Danielle songs and there's Alana songs, and I now realize that's not exactly the truth, but I kind of wish they would do that more. Like, I like bands yeah. that do that. Like, uh, you know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, what's the next song, okay, Blake? Well,
0: well, Josh, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you think that uh, their chorus lyrics are maybe a little too repetitive, but I wonder if I could change your mind.
5: Oh, keyboard.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Ooh, those bells. I know. That hi hat.
2: That's the hi hat I'm talking about. That hi hat smacks. They do it on every fucking song. No. It, you fucking. Every song has a. At the end of a phrase. Not. Not quite like that. That song
0: perfects it. I'm gonna I would have put like. together
2: a compilation of just <laughs> every song that they do that in. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, Blake. Go ahead. What's the background uh, on If I Could Change Your Mind?
0: If I Could Change Your Mind is the fifth single from the record. And it began as a jam in the studio when they were working with producer James Ford. Um does this sound familiar? They were getting tired and frustrated and just decided to jam and then a song came out of it. But uh, in my opinion, at least, it was a little better than um, rubbing alcohol flowing through the <laughs> drains or whatever the fuck. So the the song became written that same day as they were doing that jam. Um, SD called it the hardest bass line ever.
2: It fucking rules.
0: Uh, it has what I consider to be the best music video. I'll let Josh talk mm-hmm. about it. of that Of the album, that is and one of the best music videos of all time <laughs> featuring rudimentary dancing in front of a giant light up sign of the band's own name <laughs> um enemy compared the song to Whitney Houston uh, i i think i i hear it a little bit do you do you guys
4: i, I, I hadn't made that comparison kind of that but now. but I, I i think i can hear what they're talking about
2: i, I don't know enough Whitney Houston to say
4: ah uh, you got to you got to know the Whitney
2: yeah
1: he only know the Bobby. As far
0: as my opinion, <laughs> if you only know the Bobby, shame on you. My opinion is I, I fucking love this song. I think it's Max. Uh, it's a top tier album track for me. Um, <laughs> I wrote Keys and Hats. So obviously I was very excited about the hats, even though um, Josh wants to shit all over them. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets annoying. I do, the, it's fine. It's fine. I think Logan and I are on the same page with the uh, leading into the, the chorus, the keys to go, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah. It just, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It sounds so good. That's the money. Um, <laughs> that is the money shot. If they were working with Steve Albini, he might call this song the money shot. Wait, imagine that universe. I, <laughs>
2: what? I'm going to say some some negative things about it, and then I'm going to say something that contradicts everything I just said, Okay.
0: Okay, that's fine. But let me let oh, me see the sorry, last ahead, thing. I, I the last thing I love in this song is this staccato the staccato guitar part which I I uh, I pulled out of the instrumental track just to just to highlight it. Here it goes. Just that I I can't get enough of that guitar part. What do you guys think?
2: So so here's here's my negatives of this. This is the one where I really was like, okay, they do that triple hi hat thing a lot, Um, and you just heard it. The it's in a lot of songs. I also this was the song where I was like, okay, more electric drum pad. I want more real organic drums. Why is this more drum pad? And also, I felt like the bridge was kind of half baked the the visions of our love pass right by me part with the hand claps. I didn't like that as much as the rest of it. Now, saying all that, I have to say this might be my favorite song on the album <laughs> Jesus Christ.
6: Yes. so yeah okay. I
2: in spite of all of that, I do love this song pretty pretty uh pretty. Pretty heartily. Uh, the bass part. This is probably my favorite bass line on the on the album. I I I see why SD said it's so complicated. Um, I don't think I could ever pull this off. Uh, from you know, it's just got to be so rhythmically precise. But I do I do overall this song probably I enjoy more than most of the other songs on this album. One fact about it I do want to throw out there, Blake, is this was the most searched for indie rock track of 2014 on Shazam. <laughs> Meaning more people than any others in 2014 heard this song at, like, a bar and were like, what is this song? And, like, held up their phone or whatever (laughs) try to figure it out so that, that says something uh the t- title Weird. count we're only at seven they only say if i could change your mind seven which seems really wow. low and I, maybe i'm that does wrong seem low yeah. uh maybe i miscounted there but um still it, it's not overbearing and uh okay the video so the video is uh, basically to make up for the lack of dancing in the wire this video is nothing but <laughs> dancing um and it's done on the set of a 70s game show slash uh, the set of the Strokes music video for last night, uh, except for it <laughs> says Haim. Uh, Heim. Sorry, I almost said a Haim. Oh, no.
0: Oh, my God. It says
2: Haim in the background. But, uh, yeah, the video is pretty much nothing but dancing, and uh, it, it, it's good. Uh, but, yeah, this, this might be my favorite song, despite all that stuff I just said that seems Josh, in the negative. in
0: the video, were were you angry that, uh, at the part where Alana actually has the hi hat right there <laughs> and,
2: she, and she's doing that actually.
0: I, and she mimics I will that say part.
2: this is kind of a, a, I don't know if it's a spoiler for future episodes, but there are other music videos of theirs where she's doing that same hand motion, but without the drums, but still highlighting that she likes to do that hand motion at the end of phrases. Um, but we'll get to that another, okay. another time. Um, Matt, how do you feel about if I could change your mind?
4: I like it very much. Um, it's definitely has kind of a mid tempo, um, groove. Uh, you know, there's several different kind of, uh, distinct sections. Um, I don't think I like the verse as much as I like, um, the pre-chorus, I think is probably where it really gets me. Uh, that, that's where they got that bell synth, uh, that you were talking about, uh, Blake and, uh, taking us back to all the wildest times. Um, Several songs ha- have have made me feel this, but uh, this one might be the most that makes me think about uh, "Get Lucky," uh, the the Daft Punk mm, song. Ah. It's kind of got that uh, that kind of dancey mid tempo vibe. Sure, not as into the hand clap section on this. Um, I'm somewhat ambivalent about uh, hand claps in general, but uh, in, in in that context, but I, I don't think it, it detracts. Um, it, it's definitely. Uh, above the median for me. And it's, and it's a good single too. Um, I, I think that I would have different, um, different thoughts maybe if, if I had heard it not in the context of the rest of the album, cause it, it's kind of been, uh, what is this? The fourth song it's been four songs of, you know, mid, mid to fast tempo dancey, um, dancey pop. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm ready to hear, hear a different thing which we're going to hear next song but um but but i i like it and don't really have a lot of a lot of details uh uh written down for it uh logan what what do you think
1: oh man this song i i mean it's the content that i'm here for definitely i i love this one it's (laughs) very catchy very dancey again i think esty's bass lines are just sick that the keyboard lick that brings in the chorus that we talked about—it's just baited hook that I just take it line and sinker every time.
6: <laughs> um,
1: the lyrics bite f- it. The lyrics flow just effortlessly. The song really gets stuck in my head. But for the first time that the album kind of started to crack into my. You know, when I started singing stuff back to myself, um, I was just <laughs> making up my own lyrics to it. And it was always if I could turn back, <laughs> if I could turn back time. And it's <laughs> that's definitely that, that, not that's share. any of the lyrics in that song. So uh, I, I imagine no, you I, singing
2: it in a Hank Hill voice to yourself, by the way, like if I could turn <laughs> back <I> could time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like while you're and doing things, heaven. though. You know? am <laughs> hmm. What you listening to, son? Hey, that's Esty. Salt <laughs> S- hey, toilet sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this new generation of music. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: Logan. Anything else? Logan is no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. That's all. I, was, I got nothing okay, else. Okay. I got nothing else. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I, it's, it's definitely of the four songs. It's my favorite so far.
2: I, I, I agree I,
0: I might concur with it i think we might be in, in we might have Consensus, a, uh, yeah what, what do you call it yeah
1: okay um all right track five honey and i i was gonna ask does this next song does this end side a of the album uh like of the uh, on vinyl honestly it mi- i it probably does
0: i feel like a dummy right now because i don't have it in front of me and i didn't listen to it recently <laughs>
1: Or maybe not i don't know i don't have uh, it i don't have it so i don't
0: Anyway, sorry. This, this seems like it would be a really good side A ender. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Honey and I. No, no, no. no. See, I'm not afraid. So they don't say the title uh, that much at all in this song, Josh. Incorrect. So uh, <laughs> your, your theory has been... De- 26 times. Your theory has been destroyed. Um, Honey and I is the first song that's not a single that we hear. Um, and uh, to me, it's the first point where the album slows down. It is an older song, like The Wire. I find it interesting that their their songs that they wrote earlier are... A little more organic rock sounding, less uh, less studio pop sounding than the others. It's been compared to Fleetwood Mac's Honey High from oh, Tusk. Yeah. Um, I hear a faint resemblance, if any. I'm, I think people are just uh, making a connection based on the uh, similarities in title. And if, if that's the case, then why not compare it to Honey Pie?
2: Because it doesn't sound. It's not like a favorite
0: by. of mine. Well, I disagree, but uh, Adam Sandler gif. I disagree. Uncut Gems. Anybody? Oh, stop
1: looking at me, Swan.
0: <laughs> yeah. My favorite, my favorite line from Uncut Gems is "Stop looking at me, Swan." <laughs> um, this track's not a not a favorite of mine from the album, but I do love when that beat picks up at the end, I love it so much. I got to play it. And then this, one. the drum fill that's coming up. You're exactly right there. Here it comes. Oh yeah. That's, that's rock and roll bliss right there. <laughs> Overall, you know, not blown away, but it it's fine. What do y'all think?
2: So I, I also noted the Fleetwood Mac uh, similarity. I think you're right, Blake, though, in terms of people are, are comparing it to Honey High because of the, the title. But I also think it's because if you really had to say, you know, Danielle's voice, you've got the Michael Jackson, but it really, she has some Christine McVie um, tones in her voice. And I, I think that's kind of another Fleetwood Mac thing there. And and Honey High is a, a Christine McVie song on Tusk. And so... I, I see the yeah. similarity there in a lot of ways. Like, Daniel does not sound like Stevie Nicks to me. She sounds like Christine McVie. No. Um, I agree. It's the yeah. most organic so far. We've got acoustic guitars and real drums. Um, that hi-hat thing is there still. Uh, I, said the t- <coughs> <laughs> I said the title count, 26, not counting background vocals. So there's that. Uh, I don't know. That's about all I have because I didn't really like this one uh of all the songs so far this is my least favorite i would say of the first five uh this one would be at the bottom for me
4: that surprises me a little bit i i really like this song um it's definitely a vibe uh you know (laughs) the the really heavy reverb guitar i think works really well um you know it's got more of that that bell synth tone that we like um it's it's funny that, that you mentioned Christine McVie. I I hadn't heard that song on on Tusk, with the beat that picks up at the end. It reminds me more of like a Lindsey Buckingham Rumors song, like um, uh, Secondhand News uh, almost. You know, kind of really really organic. But uh, but w- when it picks up, um, it's got some propulsion to it uh, as well. The chord progression is is, you know, still pretty simple, but you know, they really work well with uh with their melody. Um, you know, it's I guess probably not as complex a- as their other songs and 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 I c- I could see why it might not be, you know, might not tickle you where where uh where some of the other <laughs> other songs have, but uh, uh that's that's really all I had. I like it very much. Um the um uh the bass kind of, you know, not it doesn't really have a pocket, but it still uh in, in at least until the the very end where where the drums kick in but um but that really almost works i think in its favor um to kind of just set that mood um it's kind of a hammock song i i, I think you know you, you put it on and you're drinking some some lemonade and uh you know maybe something eating something with honey some bougie ass uh, shit
2: right there <laughs>
4: yeah just honey beer i feel that
1: oh man uh <laughs> well uh <laughs> oh man so this isn't a bad song brainy means but for some reason the honey just doesn't stick stick to me <laughs> oh Jesus it's, just, Lord. it's just uh you know there's some cool vocals being exercised here and i i definitely appreciate the double time at the end uh i that i was excited to f- finally see the song take off (laughs) um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it doesn't seem i i kept envisioning natalie merchant singing this song and that really (laughs) distracted me like i i just kept thinking about natalie merchant for some reason i don't know why every time i heard it i don't know what But compared to the four songs before, I feel like this one's a little more vanilla, uh, a little more boring, in my opinion, and I really hope that it ends side A, and uh, uh, (laughs) I I just hope that we're on to bigger and better things. (laughs) I think
0: we just might be. Um, Step aside, Amy Man, (laughs) because track six is Don't Save Me. (laughs) Boo. Now, Josh, when you count uh, uses of the title, you you technically cannot count times they say Save Me. You have to only count the times when they say the full title, Don't Save Me. Too late. Um, <laughs> this is the second single from the album. Um, they said it was one of the first songs recorded after the Forever EP. It was the other song they performed on uh, their first SNL appearance with The Wire. Although it's... Uh, I. I, I like this song although it might not seem like the, the to have the most energy uh of the album uh, when i the time that I've seen them live, I've seen them live once they played it one of the one of the first few songs and it was it was very high energy. I thought the energy was awesome uh seeing it live maybe it translates better to that uh to the live setting um and I noticed that Alana was. Playing really cool percussion trigger pads
2: throughout this. Can I guess um, when she was playing per, those? Was it at the end of the phrase? Well, was it going?
0: No. I forgot honestly, but I think some of it was during the bridge. One of the the things that stood out the most to me was this bridge part that I'm going to play. I'm a sucker for throwing a throwing a wood block or two in, or a cowbell or something. Uh, into any bridge, here it goes'm cl- are you talking about the 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 claps the claps on the four?
2: Yeah, I think that's part of what I'm talking about.
0: okay, there is a lot on this album where it's on the on the four beat there's like...
2: A, yes like a hand yes clap that is what i'm talking about
0: and it it okay um well don't blame the hi-hat for what the <laughs> clap has done
2: <laughs> it's the it leads into but there's a hi-hat part that leads into it it's like ch-ch-ch, clap ch-ch-ch, clap all right well there's a
0: lot there's a lot of hi-hat i'm going
2: sorry on i'm gonna get self-track
0: no you're, you're fine you're fine um yeah but no that that's all i had to say about that one uh, that that bridge percussion is just an earworm for me I don't know if, if anybody else feels the same way about, about sweet little woodblock and cowbell beats. I'm glad that they're I not like just it. doing like,
1: you know, like I'm glad that they were doing some Mouse interesting noises? little, you know, r- rhythms, you know. Well, I can't make a cowbell right. sound. You know, yeah, know. I yeah. don't have it queued up like Blake. They're like, yeah, I don't have it queued up
2: cool on some syncopated. kind of
1: devil machine. I,
2: I will say, speaking of uh, vo- voice noises, probably my favorite thing on this track, I like this track quite a bit, is the take me back, take, take me back, like the stutter yeah. on the take me back. Uh-huh. I think that's really good how it does that. Um, also, really I also think the chorus, the don't save me part, is actually weaker than the verse. Like, I like the verse better. Uh, Which usually isn't the case. You know, usually you you think of like a pop song. The chorus is where the hook is and it's real big. Like this one, I think the verses are almost like catchier in a way. Uh, This one grew on me quite a bit. Um, I I ended up liking this one a lot. I didn't know this one prior to uh, this go around listening to it. Because even though it was a single, I feel like it didn't get very much play. Like I just, I don't know. I never really had heard about it. Um, And because it was a single, there was a video. I think it's a, no, mm-hmm. next to last video. So in this video, Heim challenge a group of guys to a game of basketball in a gymnasium that seems to be equipped with a strobe mm-hmm. light, which I feel like oh. is distracting and not a good way to play basketball <laughs> in a gym with a strobe light. Uh, and there is some dancing, not a ton, but there is mm. some. Uh, that yeah, sounds I, Crazy. I, I <laughs> is it
0: is it basketball dancing? I I don't I think so.
2: It. I think they the basketball they're just straight up playing basketball. The the other part they're sitting on bleachers singing and then there's a part where they're like in a room with various fluorescent lights and I want to say there's some dancing there.
0: Um not since baby one more time has a basketball court <laughs> been
4: used for such debauchery.
2: Uh Matt uh do, do you like don't save me?
4: Josh I do like don't save me. Uh I I think I agree with you that that the the verse is really where the uh where the the most meat is on the bone. Um it's got that <laughs> it's got that fat base that just sits so well um you know and again it's it's going one one to four but um still just works so well it's it's a really good melody um this one was one of the ones where where the lyrics really kind of stuck out to me i I really like the um you know take me back to the song how it used to go screaming for what was to come now i'm dreaming about the way i was that that just really really sat with me uh for reasons i I suppose um i am a big (laughs) sucker for um a whispered echo, uh, wasting all of my damn time. Damn time. Uh, that's going to get me every time. Um, more great synth tone. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the bass already. Th- this one, this one really, uh, really works for me. I, I think I like this uh, better than if I could change your mind. Wow, mm. hot takes. Hot. I, I'm, I'm serving them up. Yeah, I
1: think this one gets the record back on track for me um they're definitely killing it with the dancey songs you know really catchy it almost i don't know for some reason i don't know why on this this song and the last song i'm I'm thinking about other musicians as i'm listening to the song but it it just reminded like it, me of like it could be a, a song by the killers like i can just envision envision like brandon flowers singing this song for some reason it just kind of has a, a kind of killer's kind of flair to it. Um, but I think this song uh, really made me think that Esty's, you know, really becoming one of my f- favorite bass players. Like, just everything that I've heard so far just sounds, I don't know, just really, really good. So uh, that's that's been exciting. Less Claypool can fuck off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more like jack off, Pastorius.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jesus, that's good though. That's good.
0: Oh, boy, um, flee. More like you just gonna keep going. More like flee out of here. Like, more like get out of here. Flee. Um, okay, can I continue? Can I? Yes, go, off?
2: go to the next song please do save Um, us i
0: i have an answer to the vinyl question uh i had almost forgot they do 45s for all their releases so there are two discs of course uh more money um don't save me is the end of the first disc Mm. side b the second disc begins with track seven days are gone title track here it goes over the title track days are gone this time sd gets to sing the lead I, there isn't a lot of lore oh did you have something about i was it? just gonna say i wondered if this was a different singer i, I hadn't confirmed but yeah um as i don't even have 100 confirmation but just based on knowing their voices over the years i'm pretty sure this is this is sd singing the lead on most of the song until the the bridge um when danielle comes in with some leads uh i couldn't maybe someone else uh, found some <laughs> information about this song but uh, i didn't find much i i just know that uh i i love this song it maybe it's a little underrated it overlooked i guess it wasn't a single one of the songs that wasn't a single but uh it could be in my mind uh, i i think it's isn't good every
1: every song on this album a moment. single how many singles so far <laughs> six there's six six out of eleven. Six out of eleven six, is that a, a yeah, thing? I, Does that happen? Like I, I thriller? Mean, what is I this? Think it's
0: just these days, like in the age of streaming, anything can be a single if you want it to be. Maybe that's the the deal. I mean, but I mean, this was a popular record.
1: Melancholy and the infinite sadness, a double album had how many singles? What five? <laughs> I think five. Holy shit! Six songs out of eleven songs are singles. But it. Melancholy wasn't
0: so pop friendly and didn't have like six songs that you could play in the dressing room at Banana Republic. Uh,
1: I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I almost could disagree.
2: And I, Next I, up on Banana Pu- Republic Radio, fuck you an Ode to No One. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a single and you know it. I know, I know.
0: I And I say that I say that 1979 in the best way tonight tonight, yeah okay 1977 okay those two uh, are played in the gap yes that's fair but that's just guys, 33, 33
1: 33 that,
0: that
2: 33. album okay, came track. All right, in the past right. those days are gone guys let's talk about days oh my god
0: those days I don't days yell at so anybody this else
1: about getting off track <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you
1: can look.
0: You can if you want. If you want to yell at me, you can. Um, just Something I noticed live, um, although they don't do it a lot on the records, like Josh was talking about earlier, it's mostly Danielle doing leads. When they're live, they, they trade off a lot more, trade off lead vocal duties. Um, so they, and they switch instruments around a lot. They'll do things like Danielle will go back to play drums, and someone else will sing the leads. I, thought, I just thought that was interesting. A little interesting fact to tack on to this uh, – Unique, but uh, really dope song. Uh, what else you got?
2: Um, I, I know it's it's been said a bunch of times, but once again, Esty's bass playing on this song is yeah. phenomenal. Always. Um, Always. The, the only real note I had about this one is that while a lot of this album has sort of a throwback 90s pop feel, this one to me feels more like a pastiche of sort of early to mid 90s pop tropes than the other ones, and I can't put my finger on exactly why, (laughs) more so than the others, but just something about this one sounds as if it could have been lifted straight out of, you know, like 1992 compared to some of the others. Go ahead. Yeah. Why? Why is that?
0: Here's my guess at the part that maybe sounds like that. It actually sounds like a little bit. I'm, like I'm roller skating
2: around guys. <laughs> I'm at the skate rink exactly. again. Exactly. I, I don't have much to say. I was just going to say that I put this song maybe in my bottom tier of songs. I don't like this one as much as some of the others, but, uh, I, I don't know if I can really pinpoint why that is. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on days are gone?
4: It sounds like, you, uh, we're, we're pretty, um, pretty similar. Uh, the very first couple of lines kind of, uh, but before the rest of the instrumentation comes in the, uh, and I got back up, I don't know, that reminds me so much of an ABBA intro. Um, and, and I don't know if anybody else uh, got that, but, um, but just those, just those first couple of lines, uh, that, that's a very, uh, ABBA vocal phrasing. Um, Blake, th- that part that you pulled out, that is definitely, uh, you know, um, th- they've got the lights going on, on the skate rink. <laughs>
6: um,
4: you know, I'm, I'm watching all the people who can skate backwards and I can't, uh, but, uh, I was thinking of the, uh, the, all the times I've said it, uh, that, that feels yeah. very kind of, um, nineties R R and B as well to me. Um, I don't know that I've noticed and, and maybe it's here where they start introducing, uh, they, they do a lot of vocal effects to varying degrees of success, it doesn't work as much for me here. Um, in, in, in some areas, the, the all my love and yeah, it it just sounds, um, sounds dated, but not, well, it sounds dated in somewhat of a bad way, but it's kind of wrapped inside of, of a pretty good song. So I, I I tend to give it a pass. Um, this one's kind of just middling for me. I, I would, I would say, uh, but I, I would uh, uh, again. Um, I, I think the secret weapon is is the bass playing. Um, you know, it's top notch on on this song as it as it has been throughout. Oh yeah, Logan.
1: Um, I love it. I think it's you know it's just killing me with the vibe and the catchiness. Uh, I just feel like I'm a kid in the '80s listening to the the radio station. Uh, it just sounds so fresh. And so I think to what I was going to say to you, Josh. As I'm, I'm probably going to get a little meta here, so get prepared. Uh, so the name of the song and what the song is about and what I feel is kind of running a th- running theme throughout the album is just kind of this strange exercise in nostalgia versus living in the present and moving forward. I feel like these two things are at odds very much so throughout the album. Um, I feel like the themes... Um, I can you know I can relate to them in that kind of sentiment um quite a bit you know as I get older I find it harder to seek out new music and artists because I keep heading to the past for the established bands that I know and love or putting rose-colored glasses on and romanticizing the past but I know it would be more beneficial to live in the now and uh this song really helps summarize the album for me it just checks all the boxes but I just feel like it's just kind of this uh push and pull and you know tug of war between wanting to stay in the past and loving the past and who you used to be and then but being excited and getting out and moving on with your life i don't know kind of weird i think no, i like I, it because this kind it. of summarize i think i feel you. the title track kind of summarizes the entire album and um while i don't think it does it for me as much as uh if i could change your mind i think it's it's right up there as a top tier song so far i i never
0: even thought of it that deep but that that's dope i concur i think all right um moving on uh have you guys heard my
2: song 1 through 4 heard mambo number 5
1: well <laughs> i've heard song 2 track number 1 by tool uh he, If you
0: haven't, here's my song five. I'll catch you up to speed. not your honey pie so uh get the fuck out of here paul mccartney she says um so many uh interesting things to say about this song where do i begin um it's the sixth and final single from the record they put out a cool shape vinyl that i um that i own uh it's uh, one of the more fun things we have in the collection. It's the it's the shape of uh, Alana Baby Heim from the back, opening up her um, leather jacket that says Heim across the back. Baby Heim title comes from yeah, Alana is also called the uh, Baby Heim. They all have nicknames. You'll learn them. B- uh, Baseface ST. The, the Mac users will might recognize the title comes from GarageBand default titles. And as, as they were making demos, as you do, they made, you know, my song, uh, one, two, three, four, th- this happened to be five and they just never gave it another title. And it, that carried over to the actual, uh, album session. They, they just kept my song five kind of like calling it a uh, untitled, uh, one through 99, you know, in fact, some of the, the MIDI horn sounds from GarageBand. Ended up making it onto the album version, which is that horn, that strange sound you hear. The... That, <laughs> that was good. Um, that was a good like, sound, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of doing, thinking of doing acapella dub. <laughs> Wait, did
1: you did you have that queued up? Did you did you play that just on your little thing? Did you just? Uh, <laughs> I, all
0: right, you got me. I'm gonna press it again. <laughs> Um, it got a remix f- on the single featuring ASAP Ferg. I hope I'm saying that right. ASAP is spelled with a dollar sign. Um, it's got a wild video. Well, Josh, are you going to talk I, I do, about all I the cameos? I do have it. Yes. You're going to say all yes. the cameos. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, then let me let me just go off for a second about this guitar riff.
1: Oh,
0: oh,
1: I've got clips. Oh, no, but don't
5: give it away. I I don't, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm nervous
1: here. Cause I, I might, I don't know where you're going with this. This I could be going somewhere the same.
0: (laughs) I'm going Logan. (laughs) I'm going exciting and strange places that I think some of you are going to like. Okay. Um, so the, the, this little guitar lick, the first, (laughs) the first time and every subsequent time I heard it, I was like, That's kind of, that's kind of Reznor-esque. Like, if you add about five more fuzz pedals to this, this would be a Trent Trent Reznor guitar lick. Here it goes. Am I the only one thinking that? No! Am I way off base there? No!
1: Uh you think of
0: this yes along the same lines
1: yeah okay so i'm just gonna i'm gonna sorry i'm jumping ahead now uh i'm just gonna go into the yeah the main guitar riff sounds like a nine inch nails riff to me i said i and i started thinking about it because it was bothering me i'm like well maybe it just sounds like a generic like resner kind of like feel to how he plays things but if i had to compare it to one i think it's the song echoplex I think if you if you listen to oh, e- Echo Plex right. that's the only one where I could kind of be I like should, I'll drop that yeah, in. Yeah,
0: do. Do, do. I think you're right about that. But Logan, it gets weirder. Oh. Yeah. So for some reason, the rock band U2 borrowed that riff to use on their song Lights of Home from the 2017 album Songs of Experience. So here's The Edge <laughs> playing that riff for some reason on Lights of Home. Here it goes.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, is that... Is
5: that... I can see the lights in front of me. Like,
1: what? Wait, so... I'm, does that mean... I'm going, what? They... They probably just wanted uh, Trent Reznor to play the part, but they're like, "Oh, he's too expensive to get. Let's get, let's get, the, let's get Heim. We'll pay Heim to do it." I don't know.
0: Maybe like Bono's granddaughter was like, "I like this CD," and, it, and its days are. Gone I have a or theory.
2: I have a theory. Um, my, but anyway, my, okay. my theory. Uh, y- U two is creatively bankrupt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, well, sounds- you mean? You can't be saying that on their 14th studio album, they're running out of ideas. You, surely not. Um, so, so, Haim and you two are both credited on that, on that song. They didn't like uh, rip it off uh, <laughs> illegally or something like that. Uh, this song is so weird and cool. It's Haim's industrial song with all these chains rattling and weird noises and shit. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's wild, folks. Weirdest <laughs> song on the record by a mile. It's a standout and it's good. Go off.
2: Okay, title count zero. They never Dude. say the title in the <laughs> song. In the song, and and I love it for that. Wow, um, wow. But I have to say, so this was the one I remember stuck out to me the most when I listened to this album back in 2013. I was like, wow, that song comes out of nowhere. It sounds nothing like the rest of yeah. that album, and because of that, it's so refreshing at this point. Because you know, I've kind of made it known that one of my complaints is the repetitiveness, I feel like, of certain elements. And this song is like, got none of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I like that. Um, so this one is definitely a standout for me. Uh, I did note that the the name Honey comes back as a name for a partner. Apparently, Daniel likes calling her partners Honey, I guess. Honey, honey Pie. pie. Honey pie. Uh, I will say the one thing I realized about this <laughs> song today. Has anybody ever listened to Sleigh Bells, the band? Yes. This song sounds like a Sleigh Bells song. Do you feel that with between the guitar part? Because Sleigh Bells always had those guitar parts that were super distorted riffs with the like. They had a metal guitar. Yes, with the like the almost like foot stomping kind of percussion. And I looked it up and Sleigh Bells came out in 2010. So I don't know if it influenced it, but it almost sounds like they listened to Sleigh Bells and were like, hey, we should write a Sleigh Bells-style song. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Um, okay, the video. So the video for it's actually the remix, as you mentioned, with rapper ASAP yeah. Berg. Um, and in this one, two-thirds of Haim are appearing on a talk show hosted by Saturday Night Live alum Vanessa Bayer and 80 Bryant from SNL, Kesha, S.D. and Grimes also make appearances uh, on the show. Grimes is backstage chilling with Danielle. Uh, also in the audience is Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend, and a mime shows up. And Asap Ferg <laughs> also comes out and raps some. Um, there's not really any dancing. There's some interpretive movement, but not really dancing necessarily. D- uh, did, did I miss? Ezra Koenig... Did no, Ezra he doesn't Koenig, do anything. He just sort of sits he, there.
4: Did he seem pretty pleased with himself? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that uh i'm sure you did wouldn't.
2: i miss any cameos blake
0: um this is not a famous person but ariel Rexshade, the producer and possibly person dating danielle that might have been the mime come to think of it no
2: he's next to ezra i know what you're driving he's sitting next to ezra oh, painting. okay yeah
0: all right then that that mime brad pitt i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't fucking know
2: uh but no i i anyway back to the song i love it uh it's one of my faves on the album matt how do you feel about my song five
4: i think it's good um what is the pixie song with that jangly tambourine that I, I i get the same vibe you know obviously it's it's kind of a different beat but um it, it almost kind of has a western feel to it um again love those crispy crispy guitar tones uh I, I like the the kind of uh, chromatically descending bass line that's against that riff. It really kind of meshes really uh, in an interesting way. Um, I didn't know that those were horns that were doing that. I thought that that was a detuned vocal, and maybe there's detuned vocals in other uh, parts of the song. But I, I was hearing um, detuned vocals there. Um, it definitely is out of you know uh, left field, in a good way. I I, I think um, it's it's not one that really makes me. Uh, I, I've kind of fluctuated on it. The first time I heard it, I was like, "Hey, wow, this is you know this is definitely something different." And and now that I've listened to the album several times, um, I feel like it's a little bit out of place, even if it's still good. I, I guess would be kind of my my, my take on it. Um, you know, definitely want to hear more of what they do in this uh in this vein, but it's it's such a such a departure from pretty much everything else on the record that it, it kind of sticks out in that way. Uh so my initial reaction
1: was whoa, they switched it up. They threw a curveball. At first <laughs> I was a little put off by the song, but uh several more listens made me appreciate their willingness to deviate from their formula. Um, and this, is this one's much more experimental to me and therefore I find more to enjoy about it. Um, it sounds l- like they had fun with it. I think that there's, I don't know, just it sounds like little things are being whispered or like little laughs or giggles in the background or something. And, and that just makes me kind of think that they're having a good time with it. Um, but then the rest of my, uh, I just went off on the whole 9 inch nails thing. <laughs> I was just like I can't yeah. I just couldn't get, you know, it out of my head thinking that it, it just sounded like Trent Reznor playing. So that's all I had, but uh I I think Matt is is right that it does stick out. Like it sticks out s- at so much to is when I was listening to it and like doing other things, you know, like making dinner or something. Mm-hmm it stuck out to me. I'm like, I thought it had moved on to like something else. Like I thought it had switched to a new (laughs) band and I'm like, what, who's this? (laughs) And so I was, I was like, Oh, it's still them. Okay. Well, that's different. And like I said, I was kind of put off by it at first. I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I let it sink in a little bit more and I started appreciating some subtle nuances. It's kind of a throw
0: everything at the wall song, see what sticks and a lot of fun stuff comes out of
1: it. I think. I don't think it's an absolute favorite but I, I think it's it's really interesting that they did it. I think that's cool. Yeah, I agree.
0: On to track 9, Go Slow. Go Slow was on their on the Forever EP that they put out before the LP and I I didn't find much uh research material on this song. I think the title is a good descriptor of the song. It really does slow the <laughs> album down. Uh, it is not my favorite song. It is a, a very pretty song, however. I don't think uh any songs on this record are truly bad, but um it, it, it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just you know, it's it's a lower tier for me. Uh, that th- there are things to like, but I really I couldn't find find much to say. So I
2: I uh, I agree with that, Blake. It's it's not yeah. my favorite either. Um, I do appreciate I commend their restraint here by calling this song "Go Slow" instead of "Heat." Um, they only say "Go Slow" three <laughs> times. They say "Heat" much more, and you would yeah. think the song would be called "Heat," but it's not. Uh, the main thing
0: because that sounds like a hot dance song. <laughs>
2: The main thing I got with this was uh, a very heavy Kate Bush, Peter Gabriel vibe, um, mm, especially yeah. on the was it something I said part reminded me of a Kate Bush song. And then I thought it also kind of overall reminds me of In Your Eyes, the Peter Gabriel song, you know, famous from Let's not go Say that anything. far. Uh, but I, I just, I got that vibe, that Peter Gabriel, Kate Bush, 80s, ethereal kind of vibe um but yeah not not one of my faves at all uh matt
4: i i hear that i'm pretty much right there with with everybody um i really like they do kind of a guitar pad thing with a lot of reverb that that really kind of blends well and and is a a neat little kind of sound glue um that, that ties it in uh don't really have a lot to say it does definitely kind of um it's it's a ballad and and you know ballads have places on on records but you know this one i think the album in this little section kind of gets a little scattershot because you know you've got the the weirdness of my song five and then you've got this kind of you know straightforward r&b kind of ballad I, i i do hear what you're saying josh about um you know, kind of eighties English ethereal uh sounds as well. Um, you know, I, I was uh hearing hearing some, you know, nineties R and B as well. But um I, I don't know that I, I'm tipping my hand too much that this, you know, is definitely a candidate for uh for, for skip it as it sounds like it, it would be for, for everybody else. But uh, uh what do you think Logan? I, I feel like you might have thoughts on this one. Um I do have thoughts and all
1: of you are wrong. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> it smacks. I was waiting for a song like this and I'm glad that they delivered. Uh, the song really drives what I was talking about earlier with that struggle with the nostalgia and the the longing for things to go back to how they were. But I feel like this song really takes it to even a even a further level than previous that it really kind of grabs in and gets you by the heartstrings or at least for me it does but i feel like that that's sadness and the realization that you can't really go back to you know you can't go back i think that really comes through in the song and oh i just want to go back hold on to the way that i was i just want to go back and i just want to say i get it heim sisters i get it heim sissies uh you can't you can't go Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. and uh I I feel like they're really struggling. That's just another theme. I, I I think they're just really driving on, and I I don't know. That's all I got.
0: I like that interpretation. So things pick up maybe a little more. Track ten. Let me go.
5: Don't you let me in.
0: I think that lead you're hearing might be Esty. It's not Danielle.
2: It sounds like Alana to me.
0: It's okay, it's one of them. But uh yeah, this is another <laughs> It's, an, or, it's harder for me to tell on this. or brie <laughs> i hope i hope it's i hope it's fryam Hiam as played by brie larson <laughs> so on let me go uh god loves a b3 hammond organ uh i love to hear it um so any song with that uh with that that b3 bed underneath get gets a, a little boost for me. I also dig that uh, it picks up the pace and has this, this 6-8 time um, and a little bit of, of cool time changes like uh, dropping beats on the verse. Like uh, you heard a little bit of it in that clip there. I like to switch up to uh, a, non, a non-Danielle lead singer once in a while. Probably my favorite part about this song is that it seems to be the, I think the only one on the record with a jam section and i think it rocks and i'd like to play a bit of the jam section for your consideration We got guitar effects delay. We got uh, vocal uh, sample delayed samples. Uh, we got that uh, droning organ. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff going on there. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts on it?
2: I uh, I go back and forth between this one, or if I could change your mind on my favorites on this album because I, I I really like this nice. one a lot. Um, similar to my song five, it kind of has a uniqueness that allows it to kind of stand out. Compared to the rest of the album, um, it doesn't sound like any of the other songs. It's it's probably the most organic, which might m- be why I like it so much. It's the one that sounds kind of like you were saying with the jam set, uh, section. It's the one that sounds to me the most like three people in a room playing um, a song, you know. And I, I like that for sure. Um, I like that build, how it just slowly builds and builds and builds, and then it has that jam at the end. I got real Dave Gilmore vibes from Pink Floyd um, oh, on that one, okay. on that yeah. one guitar <laughs> part. You got that as well, Logan? Okay.
1: so He beat yeah. us am both, I to, Logan. Am I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm the
0: only non-Pink Floydian here that's not getting the reference, but uh, I'll take your word for it.
2: it. I mean, overall, I will say the guitar tones on this song are awesome, though. I mean, even without the reference point there, the guitar tone on all the different parts on this song, I really, really like. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I feel like I'm a bit of a hypocrite because they do say the title about 27 times in this song by my count, but I don't mind it. I'm okay with it. I like yeah, that. You love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Matt, you want to expand a little bit on that guitar stuff, or how, what are your thoughts overall on Let Me Go?
4: When, when I heard this... Uh, I thought that it could have been an outtake from echoes or not. Well, excuse me from no echoes. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the pink Floyd album. What am I thinking? Uh, Metal. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of metal. I think it could have been an outtake from metal. Um, It's, it's 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 really a a great piece it's got the 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 propulsive drums that that just really kind of drive that verse uh that's that's matched with the with the really kind of staccato um quick phrasing uh vocals and then when it when it kicks in uh blake i will i will counter that a that god is a b3 hammond organ (laughs) Uh, you know, cause yeah. it really works, uh, works in well here. Um, I was getting Dave Gilmore, uh, vibes as well, but, but even, um, you know, that, that really kind of propulsive Nick Mason drumming, um, you know, comes in, uh, also uh, the, the only complaint that I think I would have about this song is that it's too short. I, 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 give me, give me more of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm basically saying everything everyone else has just said, Um, but this one's, uh, it's a different turn that I can appreciate more of, of a building building type of rocker. Uh, like there could be a drum solo and they could, you know, totally go crazy, but, uh, I feel like they keep it from going too far off the wheels. And I think that's what is a little disappointing to me that this almost goes into Pink Floyd territory. Um, but for me, I would have liked to have seen it gone, you know, go further, uh, i just I think Matt said, like you know i I definitely want more of that as well i I think they could have gone on for you know maybe three or four more minutes with some you know cool pull pull out some cool tricks, and I think that would have been a cool way to end positioning uh in the album uh i i I liked it uh I just wish that it they would have gone further with it and gone more in that direction they didn't do this one
0: live when i saw them but it would have been interesting if they had turned like turned it into Boy, a, a t- 10 minute jam well
1: i and i also was thinking like definitely had this pumpkin thing like thinking of you know oh this is where billy corgan will go on some uns- you know s- scripted mm. rant <laughs> 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 during some propulsive jimmy chamberlain you know like thing for 12 minutes so uh, uh, uh Al- alana starts screaming about
4: politics <laughs> uh over
0: <laughs> yeah Gimme, 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 gimme,
4: nothing. <laughs> uh
0: okay. Well without further ado, let's uh move on to the final song, Running If You Call My Name. Josh, I didn't think of this before, but I think that might be the Peter Gabriel song.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: Did you hear that 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 bass bend? The that is straight off of um uh so <laughs> like uh, that that doesn't sound like a normal SD bass line, but it is hmm. it's pretty cool the way she did that that bit bendy part. I could I could totally hear that being on so um so anyway, running if you call my name. They said it's the last song they wrote for this LP and ended up being one of their favorites it was apparently recorded in Vox studio. Um, they said that that's where they got some cool, uh, room sound on the,
1: eh, eh, eh,
0: the, those things that they do. I think it's a good example of a, well, for me, it's another example of a last song, not being the best song. Um, but, uh, I don't think there are any bad songs here again. Um, and I don't have a lot to say about this one, but I do think it's very pretty. And maybe putting it in the Peter Gabriel—this sounds horrible, and misogynistic now. But now that I think of it as a Peter Gabriel song, <laughs> I think it's even prettier. <laughs> you could say Kate,
2: Kate Bush. Kate Bush is.
0: You're right, and yeah, well, it's. Uh, were you thinking of "Don't Give Up"? Their collaboration.
2: I don't know that one actually. I'm not as I'm oh, not as you know... steeped in the. Uh peter gabriel kate bush the gabriel verse like, yeah I, I i don't know don't um can i i'm gonna up. jump off what you said though blake if if you're if, if that's okay yeah. uh yep. i also don't have a ton to say on this one um i feel like the piano part in the background's kind of cool um the kind of distant little tinkly piano part uh this one by the way has the least spotify plays so it is the least played song on this mm. album. And uh, I understand that it's it's the last one. I feel like "Let Me Go" is like should have been the last track in a lot of ways. Uh, I I understand why they didn't end with that necessarily, but I just I don't know this one. If you lined this up and go slow to me, I don't know if I could tell the difference without you actually playing them. Kind of like how "Forever" and "Falling" kind of run together for me. This one and "Go Slow" kind of run together for me in a lot of ways. But um, whereas "Forever" and "Falling," I like a lot i think this one and go slow are probably my two least favorites so yeah that's all i got uh matt
4: this song is a great album ender i think and it's and it's in the the other example of this kind of one two album end combination uh is uh it reminds me very much of uh, on ok computer lucky which in in this case would be Let Me Go going into The Tourist, which is running if you call my name, where you kind of have a rocker as your your penultimate yeah. uh, track and and then you've got kind of this um uh contemplative and, and mellow uh track to um to kind of lead out. Um I, I like this song uh quite a bit. it's it's definitely not a not a question between this and and go, go slow for me. Uh the um felt the bed sink in and the covers surround that, that that lyric really uh really stuck with me um i hadn't ma- ma- uh, thought of Ke- peter gabriel but uh it definitely ha- has that vibe you know ha- uh, and and kate bush um that i think works uh, works very very well here um i i don't remember if it has any kind of a any kind of a pickup at all I, I think maybe it starts going to a major chord uh towards the end which which works really well i uh, I, I heard a, i listened to the album through several times and and i remember the uh kind of the front half a little bit better than than the back half um but um this this worked really well for me especially as as an ending track what do you think logan
1: um really n- not anything different um i don't have much to on this one it, it doesn't quite have what i i want or like in an album finale if you will um but it's still on brand and it's it's not bad by any means um it's just kind of one note to me um i feel kind of like i agree with you josh that let me go would have ended it better um especially if they had gone full floyd um but but they did. They did not. <laughs> the full Floyd. If they'd gone full Floyd and just you know just gone all out and really pull you know throw all their tricks out at the end, I think that would have been more exciting to me. Um, and I get what Matt's saying. You know, with having that penultimate uh, you know rocker before it fades out to something more contemplative. Um, but uh, this one just didn't really do anything for me. It was just kind of like. Oh, that's there, and that sounds like them, and that's um, just not quite what I was hoping for. But
4: that's all right. I think the I think the Sonic vibe of this song really fits in into your kind of theme, and 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 I I recognize that as well. The uh the kind of uh, days are gone. Um, you know the the nostalgia theme. It the, the just this song sounds like you know kind of thinking about. The days that have gone and and uh i i really mm-hmm. liked how they kind of uh instead of saying that you're going to run to someone when they call your name you know they're, they're running away from the person who co- who's calling their name which I, I thought was a really interesting kind of way, way to uh flip the script on on that that lyrical trope mm-hmm. yeah that's good
1: yeah
0: i think the okay computer comparison is right on the money and uh it's like, there's nowhere this song could go, but, but last, uh, I, I agree with the opinion that let me go could have been a, a, a really exciting ender, but if you've got to have this one in there, yeah, I, I don't know where else I'd stick it. <laughs> and on, on that double entendre, um, you ready to get into our final thoughts and superlatives, so to speak on the album?
2: Yes. Let's do it.
0: Can we call them that? We we can think of something else for Banger. Although I could I could call a lot of songs the banger, there were six fucking singles. I'm and I'm sorry to steal words out of people's mouths so early, but I'm gonna say if I could change your mind, and maybe my mind will change on that another day, and I'll have another banger. But that's my banger right now, damn it.
2: I had that as well. However, I actually changed it because I was like, I don't know if, if I could change your mind as a banger in the sense of what I th- like what I think of it is. So I thought. That one, or maybe forever, just because forever to me seems like the one that you know you would put on to be like, let's get this thing going. So, I, I'll go with if I could yeah. change your mind, but uh, there's a lot of options here. I, I agree with that, Matt. What'd you put for your banger? Matt's talking in barks now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had the wire, um, it, it was kind of right on the fence between that and and falling, but um. The the wire just really kind of, you know, uh brings the energy and and uh and and bangs. It it just bangs. She bangs.
1: Uh mine is definitely <laughs> if I could change your mind, no doubt. Yeah. Uh
0: okay. All all good choices. What's the next one we do? Don't sleep on
2: it. Don't sleep on it.
0: So my don't sleep on it because this wasn't a single, although I felt it could have been. My Don't Sleep On It is. The title track, Days Are Gone. That's just something about me loves this one. Uh, I don't want anyone to miss out on this dope song.
2: I am going to go with Let Me Go. That was the one I hadn't heard before. It's not a single. It's kind of buried near the end of the album. According to Blake, like you said, you did not they didn't even play it live, but it is the one that I liked the most on the album. So I'm going with Let Me Go. As my don't sleep on it,
0: good choice. That's a runner-up for me, maybe.
4: Likewise, um, I have down don't save me. Um, being a single, I don't know if it necessarily uh, uh, qualifies, but uh, but I, I just r- really liked it, and um, you know it, it was a new one to me. So so that that would be probably what I would uh, what I would recommend if, if somebody wanted to hear a heim song, I would tell them that one uh my don't
1: sleep is a firm uh go slow
2: hmm
1: interesting interesting
2: that's gonna be interesting um, in a second
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh skip it. Skip, it, skip it it's between two songs and they're kind of similar you know them you love them it could either be running if you call my name or go slow I don't really wanna i don't really wanna skip any songs. But if, gun to my head, I would take the bullet. No, I would choose Go Slow, Mm. um, because maybe it's the slightly less pretty of the two, even though I think they are both pretty. Wow. So that's it.
2: Mm. I actually concur with that. I also had Go Slow as my skip it, which is why I said it's going to be interesting after Logan put it as his don't sleep on it. Uh, Matt, what did you put for your skip it? (laughs)
4: Um, I I also had uh, Go Slow... (laughs) Oh, they're so wrong! Oh man, Oh, are you wrong? <laughs> but, hang on, hang on. If I'm forced to to pick one to skip, I, I I think I would um I think I would skip that. I did consider skipping forever. It forever oh. just doesn't doesn't hit uh hit as much for for me as as what? most of the other stuff. So um, oh, but I but in comparison to go slow, I, I I think I would I would pick go slow. Um, I want to I want to I wanna
0: hear Logan's defense of go slow because I. Maybe I'm missing something, and uh, I don't want to overlook something that
1: uh, is, I is, is actually. I don't. Good. I don't have a defense. I mean, I'm not trying to like you know. I just think that it. Uh, it's it's the first time I think that they kind of let the the guard down a little bit. I think it's uh, it's just a, a more vulnerable type of. I don't know. It's. I I just feel like it's when it's playing into that nostalgia that i was talking about like i feel like that's kind of like where they really realize that you know it's just kind of you can't go back and i just think it really sinks in to the, at, at that point and then i think you know with what matt's saying i can kind of see that uh with uh running if you call my name kind of you know taking the opposite direction of that um but i don't know i don't really have a big defense of it i just think that it's 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 something a little bit different, but not as out of character. um I also think that it's it's one that I'll come back to uh years like after wearing out all the other obvious destroyers <laughs> on the album that are just you know yeah. great pop songs. um I think that this one is just a it's kind of just this darker, more down tempo um kind of thing that I was hoping to to find you know because i was glad i was i was happy and surprised to hear that it was more dancy than i thought it was going to be um but i like that there was just kind of this little more of a darker jam in there and uh it, so i appreciate it it
4: just came to me logan it's it's got interpol guitar it just came to me that's that's that guitar sound you know kind of really really roomy reverb um um jangle that, that's that's all over that uh go slow and and uh knowing you as i do and and your love for interpol i i i can see you you know latching on to that mm. to that song yeah i can hear that okay well i
0: i'll give it more of a chance i minus, feel like
1: i just rambled I it deserves
0: it <laughs>
1: i don't think i made any any no. really good no, points. no 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 no
0: no no you did that that is valid and uh all all takes are valid on, on this show unless your take is really dumb and then it's not. Um <laughs> like mine. Like so I said
1: I said earlier I am usually wrong <laughs> I'm I'm dumb and I'm usually wrong. So it's was, this A, is how it goes.
2: Lo- Logan, I'm, I'm your your skip it was running if you call my name. Was that what it was?
1: Uh no, my skip it is Honey and I. Skip oh, that. Okay. Skip it. Uh, I don't I, can see I that. I'm good on that song. Okay. <laughs>
0: I would I would skip it if it weren't for that that fun uh, ending. Like, but uh, I
1: I I do I don't like mean to prolong. It. I like that ending too. I do like that. I would still skip it. Um, so
2: what about covers, Blake? What would you cover? Oh yeah, shit. You want me to go first, Blake?
0: Where you gonna... them, I'll go. Go for the it. The most fun song to cover. I'm gonna go with The Wire, baby, because I a rock band could do this song. It'd be hard for. A rock band type formation to to pull off the other ones, and I think it would just be really fun to play catchy stuff.
2: I I disagree. I think a rock band could pull off "Let Me Go." That was my cover choice. Was "Let Me Go." Um I by the way, I just got a really uh, comical vision in my head of us trying to do my song five. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, no, uh, let l- let me go. I would probably choose. It just feels the most natural of all of them for a band like us to do matt what would your cover be
4: i want to cover honey and i i i think (laughs) it's
2: logan logan just quit
4: (laughs) i quit the band and i quit the podcast (laughs) um i you know i I, i think it's i think it's fun uh i i think it you know it would take to you know some some cover modification but but still maintain that that kind of fun uh you know what did I, did I say hammock music vibe um <laughs> uh, I, yeah and 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 it's got that uh th- that uh, outro where, where we get to pick it up too so that, that's my choice
1: oh yeah nice uh i would cover days are gone or forever i had trouble deciding between those two because i i think that those two are also like pretty much my next in line for favorites after if i could change your mind um yeah
0: i feel you i feel that especially days are gone hell yeah um should we go on to our final ratings yes
2: let's do it so, uh
0: <laughs> it's it's hard to just give a give a yes let's do it.
2: what <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. i don't uh, mean i don't we're mean we're to tired. sound so down i'm sorry no anyway.
0: we it's gone we've gone a long time we all need to go or, to bed yeah. let's rate this thing and put it to bed um i've this song is or this album has been a favorite of mine since it came out so it feels weird to even have to give it a number but i don't know four and a half leather jackets out of five 4.5 okay it's uh it's it's in my canon of albums for all time um it uh it definitely made me want to hear more of that and and when that long-awaited second album came, it was worth it, and I was—I was so glad I—I uh, I, we did end up getting to hear more of that.
2: So I—I—I uh, I, I did the kind of uh old, old Logan method here of of taking the songs I liked and dividing them by the total tracks, and I got a sixty-four percent. I liked about seven of the <laughs> songs. I feel like those about seven of them I would go back to uh, consistently. And so that gave me 64% or three out of five Heim sisters.
0: <laughs> there's, there's uh the fourth one is Frime, and the fifth one is, uh.
2: Brunhilde. I... Matt. Okay. Yeah. How Mime many Heim. Heim sisters do you give it slash percentage? Uh,
4: I give this record
2: f- four leather
4: jackets, but only three of them have both sleeves. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> i'm trying to figure out a so, metaphor
4: <laughs> we'll call it three leather jackets and a vest um I, <laughs> I was i was really happy to have listened to this record um i do want to hear more of that uh this will de- this will enter uh the rotation for me um you know so I, i'm i'm very excited to to uh to finish out this series with you guys and, and see what else, uh, what else the the ladies have to offer. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I think I liked about nine
1: out of the 11 songs. Uh, so that rounds up to about an 82% for me or four out of five leather jackets. If that were,
0: everybody just took mine. Oh, well, I thought the best one I was joining. I was joining in with, how about this? Uh, <laughs> how about this?
1: Four four feet of brown hair. I don't. <laughs> hey, I usually just do the percentage. Everything else you got was extra. So
2: <laughs> I give it that's, three that's out so of true. five sunglasses at night.
1: Okay,
0: that's a Corey Haim song. Uh, fair wait, it's not a.
2: Yeah, it was. Wasn't it's it?
0: a Cory It's a Corey. Uh, oh, I
2: thought it was Jessica Corey Haim. No, it's not Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Haim,
0: Corey Hart heart oh shit <laughs> you, were th- you were you were thinking of hearts you you dumb bastard jesus christ you thought that was Corey hayne with a
4: we're, we're learning all sorts of stuff here on, on the discography <laughs> podcast it was actually Corey
0: feldman's uh first single
2: <laughs> before um, ascension
4: millennium <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Blake, what yeah. what Listen. is the what is the record that we're going to be doing next week yes. or next time yes. I should okay.
0: say. Okay. So, thank you for coming with me on my Heim journey and humoring me and I'm glad you liked it and um um I can't wait for the next one. The next one is uh called Something to Tell You. Yeah, that's the, that that's what it's called. That's right. Um Something to Tell You and um Josh on the on the lead single uh, want you back? You're not allowed to count the uh, mentions of the title. That's all. <laughs> no, just don't don't bother with it. Not not worth it. So that uh, I I expect we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. What 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 else should we say?
2: We should plug stuff. Uh, more of that can be found on all your streaming services, your Spotify's and your Apple Music and Google Music and all. Does Google have music? Google Music, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, uh, idiot. Google play or when in doubt, just go to moreofthat.bandcamp.com to check us out. You
4: can follow the podcast on Twitter at discograph pod or the discography podcast is our username. I am Edward James almost also on Twitter. I have a private, but uh,
1: I'll call it interesting Instagram at esteemed author. I have some music and some things that I'm putting up on YouTube at the Logan Williams Music Headquarters on said website. Check that out if you want to.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. um, Should I do a special
2: Heim sign-off? Yes, if you have one. Uh, A Heim-off.
0: Well, this is uh, more of that reminding you to... Fucking no.
2: I thought you had one. Ready. I oh, didn't
0: realize man. I don't have one. You were saying the most anticlimactic thing I was I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. Gosh, you know what? Blake, one. we're sorry You know what folks. Blake, you
2: just did. You fumbled did it when it came down, oh, to, down the wire. to
0: the wire. That's every single it. time.
1: But it, but Josh, it felt right. It felt right. Man, all
6: right, I'm see just going to go time, running
1: <laughs> Running when you all call my name <laughs> That's for sure
2: <laughs>
0: I'm uh, running away when I hear this podcast
2: <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bye Thanks for listening
0: One, two, three, four.
5: A U X Ox Audio.